Tweet at SFM Radio and at Bridget Masinga. Made in SA on the Art of Everything with Bridget Masinga. It is indeed the art of everything right here on uh, SAFM. Joining me tonight for Made in SA, we've got none other than Lulama Wolf uh, Mlambo, who, by the way, I did not realize that Wolf was not your last name. Something I wanted to be incognito. Oh, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> so then we'll just stick to Lulama Wolf. Yes, let's just stick to Lulama Wolf. Significance of the wolf? So, Wolf is a nickname. Okay. And it is something that has almost transpired throughout my entire life. My dad's car's lumber plate was Wolf. I was called Wolf playing hockey in high school. Um, so, I kind of just ran with it. I think Mlambo is something I want to protect. It's my last name. Mm-hmm. And when you are on social media and things like that, you just want to protect just a little bit of mm. yourself. Mm. So I just chose Wolf to just move a bit smoother. I get you. Yeah. Does it help sort of differentiate then for you or um, make a distinction between, you know, the visual artist brand that is Lulama Wolf mm-hmm. and, of course, Lulama Mlambo? No, there is no difference right now. Okay. I mean, there, I think there was in the beginning of my journey. But I think for now, everything has just become one thing. Yeah. I think I've also taken it seriously because it just embodies a part of me that is a bit more bold, mm. you know, and less anxious. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. It's it's interesting. You use the word anxious. I never would have thunk that, you know, I think when I look at you and I group you all together, I don't know why. I mean, I don't even know if they're friends or not. But okay. <laughs> I group all the cool creative kids together, right? Okay. So the likes of yourself, the Trevors, sure. the Riches. You see where I'm going I, with I this. The, the Tebes. You, you see the Cynthias. See. You see where I'm going. <laughs> yeah. And and one never really you'll exude such a such a affirmed confidence mm-hmm. in in your work and how it represents y'all and how it speaks for y'all and mm-hmm. South Africans and Africans at large. Mm-hmm. That you know when you'll use words like, you know, anxious or I, w- I was having a conversation <laughs> with Tebe the other day and he was talking about um, sort of being um, resolved or, or rather reserved in a sense, you know, about his being and, sure. and his Tebe Magugu out of Tebe Magugu. 100%. It's, I mean, we, we don't see it because we see all this breaking you boundaries. You Yes, <laughs> that's what we see. We see the kids that are living the dream that so many people oh, had before man. y'all. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I think, I mean, it's great that it looks that way. Yeah. But I think in hindsight, you also know that because you carry so much creative responsibility, mm. you you know the amount of emotional work you have to do yeah. in order to upkeep that confidence. Mm. Okay. I can get with that. I can get with you can that. Get on there. Yeah, I can get on that. <laughs> this is why they are the leaders of uh, the new cool. Uh, they're young, they're smart, they are creative, they're shaking boundaries, mm-hmm. um, and they're representing Africans beyond just this border and this continent and doing amazing things. And and you, one of those those young kids. How do you feel about? Um, and I mean, young is relative. Um, yeah, yeah, let's, yeah, let's stay yeah, there. Let's stay, yeah, there. <laughs> let's stay there. Okay, we'll stay there. I mean, I am like your young, cool aunt. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, but how do you feel about sort of um, 
this responsibility, as you said, that, that mm. you, and you guys have really just created these platforms for yourselves and you've, you've created this voice for yourselves, um, mm. you know, um, and you're doing amazing things, but 100%. it does come with, uh, with a lot of eyes looking. Sure. It's funny you say that because walking in, I saw the collection and yeah. I was like, this is a wild collection of like people. I am like if I were to be alive when they created what they created mm. and to be able to be in their presence, that for me would have just changed a lot of the things that I know today. Yeah. And just walking in and seeing a Santa Mufu gang, a Sam Shangetwa, Dumi Feni, um, all of them just kind of encompassed exactly why I chose what I do. Yeah. And because I know there was a certain sacrifice that they had to almost come across, there are different sacrifices that I have to come across today mm. that don't necessarily involve having to break into a certain market in a harsh way, but have to break into a contemporary world by literally being yourself. Mm. And by doing that, you attract exactly what it is supposed to be meant for you. And that's exactly how I decided to to proceed with my practice. I was like, in order for me to understand the traditionality of what art is and respecting it, there is a certain path that I need to carve out for myself. Mm. And it won't look the same. It won't transpire the same. So I will need to definitely still respect what has been given to me in terms of gift, mm. but I also need to almost move and just turn the page a little bit for a different perspective because you know it's quite it's not linear anymore for yeah. me. You know, so that's why I was so grateful in seeing that collection. It's like this is wild. You must come to our vault then. <laughs> I have to. I have to <laughs> you I definitely have to. actually yeah. still working on that uh, <laughs> evening. I'll let you know when the, when that happens. Please do. I'll let you know. Do. When did you come to this realization? I mean, you seem so. What's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? Mm -hmm. So self-actualized okay. um, for such a young mind. Mm -hmm. So so introspective for such a young mind. And I think that's a lot of um, that's a lot of the energy one gets when when they you know speak your name in rooms. Mm. Um, that's that's always kind of what comes back as representative of you. Huh. When did you sort of click into the sense, or even this consciousness that you speak about? I think it. It really takes a village more mm. than anything, especially for me in the way that I grew up. My father's a very uh, preachy kind of dad. Like you'll ask him one question and he'll just go on <laughs> about where it started, how it started and for what reason. So I think taking the certainty in his demeanor and in how he presented any topic mm. for me was kind of like interesting for me to find out. And I think also to to get to a place of self-actualization really takes confusion. Um, I was confused for a, a very long time in how I wanted to present myself, not only in the art world, but just in, in general as a human being and as a woman. And it took it took a while for me to get through the certainty that I have right now that I can speak freely on and confidently about. But the confusion almost led me to understanding that the confusion never ends, really. Mm. It just becomes a different thing. It just forms into a different thing completely. It's almost like a good bacteria that you don't necessarily get to see. But you understand that for me to be able to, to receive a good health, these, there's good bacteria that needs to form on my body and white blood cells need to mm. fight it to be able for me to understand what my body is doing. So... 
I I started understanding what that was, and I think right now I'm at a place where I understand it a little bit better. It is the voice of uh, Lulaba Wolf. We'll just stick there, uh, tuning in. Well, joining me in studio, and I appreciate you coming in, by the way. I hope your dad was not listening because he's like, girl, <laughs> my preachy ways got you to where you is. And did. <laughs> he knows this. <laughs> he's like, no, slow your roll with the shade, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> I love what you do. I, I, I love you. What, you, what you do, the kind of work that you put out, mm-hmm. um, the symbolism around it and the representation around it. Um, for those who are not familiar, how would you describe, um, I hate the word narrative, and I feel like I've used it twice already. Ooh, but narrative. <laughs> the, the narrative. <laughs> but how would you describe your perspective in terms of what you do on Canvas? So I'm glad that you, my perspective on what I do on Canvas, because it's very rare to find the right words in interview. You know, like, they're like, so what do you do? What exactly is this? <laughs> so I'm very happy <laughs> that you asked it like that. Um, however, I think my perspective was formed by trying to decolonize myself mm. in trying to get to know myself a little bit better from a, not necessarily decolonize by removing it completely, but by understanding that there are some things that I need to know that I know I don't have any knowledge of because of the fact that I was born just post-apartheid, mm-hmm. just post-democracy. And for me, understanding my timelines was very important because I needed to go back in a way that I had never gone back before. I mean, there's information that I wanted from my parents, information that I wanted from my grandparents that they couldn't necessarily answer. And you can kind of see the confusion in there. I was like, why are you going so yeah. deep? Why are you going so bad? I'm like, I really need to understand the psyche of what blessings are we given and what curses are we given as well as a family mm. so that I can understand what blessings I'm also dealing with today. And because of that confusion we were talking about earlier, I that's when I started wanting to seek a little bit more of myself and that needed me to go back. And the only way I could express that was through canvas and mm-hmm. paint and how I, I got to what my perspective is today is that I saw myself as a figure that exists on the earth and has no gaps filled. And that's what I use with my figures. And what that did for me was understand, for example, the reference with the Khoisan rock art. Mm. And for me, that felt like an inception, felt like something I needed to start. Mm. So I went right there in the beginning. And when I did my spiritual seeking and work, I found that I was of Khoi descent Mm. and Khosa descent and Soto. So there was a, a, a lineage I was not necessarily uh, like knowing. Mm. I didn't really know exactly how those link, but I needed to find out somehow. And then I use a channel which was I was fond of at that time, which was spirituality. Mm. It's so, you know, I feel as if I clearly know a thing or two, you know, <laughs> inhibiting this seat. I clearly have learned one thing or, or another. <laughs> Because every time I look at your work, and this is the first time I'm meeting Lulama face to face because she's always jet setting and always, you know, hanging out with cool kids in cool kid corners. Right? Yes. She's got her BFF in studios like, yes, preach, (laughs) preach, Bridget. She's always jet setting. Um, But that's one of the things that I picked up with your work 
early on because it is a very distinct aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, there's something about it that is very reminiscent of Khoisan rock art for me. Mm-hmm. Very, you know, native art. If you look at people um, who lived sort of in those eras, who who documented their life and their heritage mm-hmm. in rock formation and that kind. And I was like, hmm. And then you say it. So I was like, okay, so I wasn't... You, you weren't far off. Yeah, I wasn't far off. <laughs> you weren't far off at all. <laughs> I, wasn't uh, far I think that was, in the inception, that was the inception, rather, where I was like, for me to be able to transform this perspective, mm. I needed to start somewhere. I mean, what I do in terms of technique mm. is new because of the medium I choose by adding sand mm. on canvas. And that's... I mean, it's not different to another artist that adds um, paste yeah. on their canvas to create a texture that lifts. But I think I was quite deliberate in making it that one specific medium in trying to encompass the reason for the figures looking the way that they do. Mm. I wanted it to be imagined in a, for example, a contemporary cave that you would imagine the person of the beginning mm. going through. So I think everything that I wanted to do with regards to that medium was alluding to introspection and going deeper than what you think it is by looking at something completely simple mm. and maybe animalistic, as you'd say, or native or whatever. But it's not necessarily a bad thing to say those words mm. because it is innate, you know. So so with regards to that, I think the development of my medium then started becoming a bit more specific. Mm. And I was I made sure that I I needed to decide why. So I looked at masters like... Picasso, who does cubism, I mean, he's yeah. the most well-known that I can think of right now, who has done that. But then you think of a William Kentridge, who's also compared to a Picasso in that way because of the figures and the transformative ways of using his technique. Mm. And for me, it's like I want to kind of reclaim a, 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 a way of expressing myself and a way that I know has existed before I was even born mm-hmm. um, but in a way that I also can understand and add also a new perspective to that without removing the reason why it exists listen I feel like Miss Lulama Wolf here could uh, be beneficial to many many a young artist um, you know for them to just sit in conversation with someone that uh, they feel is a generational peer um, and just also your ability to unpack yourself and unpack your body of work in a very succinct but very clear um, and almost lamest way. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, sometimes it gets lost, you know, <laughs> when you talk to visual people and creatives. Yes, and you like just like... Combumbulation of the you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so it's very nice to, to meet somebody who's got a clarity and exactly who they are and what they stand for, what their story is, and what their work represents. Sure. Um, and you're able to just articulate that for us so beautifully that if someone who's not even in art mm. is probably listening to this conversation and going, okay, ah, let me Google you. this Lama Wolf girl now and let me see what she's all about. Sure. You know, a, a beautiful thing indeed. It is the art of everything with myself, Bridget Massinger, made in SA. We're hanging out with uh, Lulama Wolf. Um, in our final moments, let's talk about your decision to sort of um, I mean, I, I want to use the word commercial, but it could be the wrong word, right? Mm-hmm. Because visual art is seen as such a niche creative lane. So mm-hmm. when an artist um, sort of capitalizes on, on their work, 
and transposes it somewhere else outside of the realm of what they're known for. Um, it's seen as uh, that, you know, maximizing on the commercialism of it all. Mm-hmm. And you've managed to do that so incredibly well. I mean, I got so excited <laughs> when your throw came out at something good. Yes, yes. I was like, yes, hallelujah, <laughs> something I can afford. <laughs> <laughs> because yes, yes. it was like taking a piece of your work mm-hmm. and taking it home at a you know a cost efficient price point sure. which a lot of people who love and would love to collect you but are like oh god I'm, you know I have to first save up a little bit sure. and then here you are saying oh let, let me make myself accessible mm-hmm. what what was the driving force behind that very conscious decision to sort of go this route with your career when a lot of people would go no 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 stick to the primary thing that you're doing Mm -hmm. because you're still building this name and we want to make sure that it's solid before we start diversifying before yeah 100% I think I went through a lot of decision making with regards to capitalizing on that because Mm. of the collaborations that were brought forward Um, I think before getting into the art as a full-time practitioner, I think for me it was because I was a multidimensional human being already. Mm-hmm. And I was interested in multidimensional mediums already. I just never actualized them with the medium that I use right now. So also another layer would be that going into museums in mm-hmm. Europe or traveling and being able to find yourself in positions where you get into museums, you see a body of work three floors up, yeah. and then you get to the gift store downstairs where they offer you tote bags, cups, and things of that nature. You walk out with a souvenir and you come back home with something valuable. Mm. But the price point from a gift shop would be around maybe 15 euros or like 10 euros. It's not cheap, but it's also just like in the middle between I went there for an experience and an understanding of a narrative that I wouldn't necessarily have gotten had I not been to a Europe, for example, mm. and coming back with that knowledge, knowing be- that I'm from a third world country, knowing that it's not accessible to get that kind of information. It is not easy to find information even about artists from the continent. Yeah. So. For me, information is very important because I've always wanted to know what the proof of existence for black people, black artists, and black women artists was. And you had to search and you had to go through a very elitist road where in finding and capsuling that information, you will have to get to a professor somewhere Mm. who has an archive and research of an artist, which is great. However, I don't know that as a millennial. I don't understand that right now. And I want to get to know why I can move from recognizing a Sam Klenget painting today and moving into a um, a Tebe Magugu piece mm-hmm. that ha- has no relation or correlation at all. But because there's access to information, it makes it easier for me to consume and digest it and make it possible for whoever comes after me. Mm. So I understand in keeping the traditionality of why it, 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 it serves the purpose of the art world. It serves also the reason why expression is, has to be savored that way. Mm. However, if it's done and streamlined in a way that anyone can understand, especially younger artists, it makes it easier for them to really go into their practice a little bit more and also give them the confidence to understand why they need to get into it seriously. Mm. So for me, capitalizing on it was understanding how many people can digest the information that I have to offer? 
And how can I do that? More than having a functional piece in the house or a functional anything in, in a collector's item, maybe a throw or whatever, mm. it goes beyond that for me. I think the bigger picture for me is creating access to information that I want people to hear. And in that way, directing it into different types of consumers that, yes, I will um, make my work available to those who can afford the mm. really important part of my process that takes time. Mm. And I understand how valuable that is. But I also know I want to introduce myself to someone who wouldn't necessarily know why mm. that process takes time. So it is something that you obviously have to dabble with and be very picky and specific about who you collaborate and how you let them in and how serious are they in hearing your message. Mm -hmm. And if they don't necessarily hear it, you pull back. And the decision making for me was in making sure that I stay true to why the message is about that. And I don't forget that bigger picture. Mm -hmm. mm. Drops mic, guys. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> Miss Lulama Wolf has got, I mean, I feel like I should put, put respect on it. I'm oh. at least probably close to 10 years her senior. But here I am going... You know what they say, there's learnings from every generation, 100%, like from yeah. every generation. I am a big proponent of you must be friends with people across various generations, races, genders, blah, 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 because there mm -hmm. is a lot of learning. And clearly in this mind lies a very solid young woman. Um, and kudos to Thank your parents you. and your family Thank who've you. contributed to all of this. <laughs> because, I mean, I'm not going to give you all the credit. <laughs> 100%. I, I said it's a village. I said it's a village. It is a village. Um, she's got a collection out, by the way, with uh, Superbolus that you can go check out. Uh, the uh, signature Lama Wolf and uh, Superbolus collection is out. It's been out. What, what date are we? Oh, it's been out since uh, the beginning of the month and you can mm -hmm. find it on uh, Superbalist. Um, it's got some homeware stuff as well as uh, women's wear stuff. I just peeped it earlier. It's quite cool. So if you want to, you know, go get yourself a throw maybe or a twin set of sorts, uh, she's <laughs> definitely got you covered. Milady, thank you so much and for taking you. some time thank out of you your so Friday so to come pleasant. join us. Like, you are a blast. Yeah. I love to, like, it's been a pleasure officially meeting you thank and hopefully you. now I'll bump into you everywhere. No, no, I'm going to see you a lot. When also, don't traveling. forget about that vault. No, that, no, listen. You know. That vault situation must happen. Please, and they, sister. Please. <laughs> and they know it. They know it. All ears listen and they know I've been fighting for, for that to happen. It is the art of everything right here on SAFM with myself, Bridget Masinga.